Hello and welcome to the Max Communications 2020 podcast, a series of podcasts where we explore various archives and collections. My name is Faith Williams and I'm joined today by Richard Addison, who has curated and catalogued his own family archive. Hi Richard, would you like to tell us about what motivated you to do this project? Yeah, Faith, it's really, um, so family is from South Africa and quite a military family and also from my great-grandfather, he was a magistrate in Zululand during some times that, were, that once again were quite complicated. And they tended to document things pretty well. They wrote lots of letters common for those times and retained documents. And my mother had been a, effectively a family archivist, held all these, um, held all this paperwork and documents. And when she passed away, they came to me and our family is fragmented throughout the world, which is very common for South African families. There's no ways to really share it without some digital access. And also, I wanted to make sure that the paper, that everything was preserved and backed up, um, because you never know quite what will happen. And uh, so for both those reasons, it, um, it um, made sense to create a family archive. It was oh. really hard to find somebody to, oh, should I carry on? Or? Oh, yeah, no, no, go ahead. Yeah. It was really hard to find somebody I trusted to deal with what is quite fragile and old papers, but I have um, a friend at the Times newspapers, and I asked them what Times newspapers are doing with their archives, which are far more valuable than mine. Uh, he recommended Max Communications. Oh, so what type of material do you have that you sent to get digitized? It's everything. It's, um, it's some photographs. A lot of letters from the First World War, where my grandfather went through all the big battles, was wounded three or four times, and captured by the Germans, and incredibly survived. Uh, and some of those letters are from German prisoner of war, written on very, very fragile papers. Others written from the trenches, so that's pretty fragile. And then letters from the late 1800s from my great-grandfather. Um, so, and then some photographs and other things as well. Are you hoping to add more to the collection as you maybe track some stuff down from other branches of the family? Yeah, it's, I've shared the links with uh, family members. They've said that they will download things onto the database. I need to speak to my first cousin who said she will do that, but I, I need to follow up and see if they actually do it. <laughs> what challenges have you encountered whilst doing this? Um, nothing in particular. It's quite... Um, in, you know, it took a little bit of time to scan in, which is normal, because I guess each document gets worked through. And other than that, it's all pretty simple. Um, Organised the space of my offices where the database could be demonstrated to me and a uh, couple of my cousins. And, um, and then sent a link to people, and I know people have logged in, and it all seems to be pretty intuitive. What is your favourite uh, sort of collective memory from the family? Have you got a particular letter that is close to your heart or anything like that? Well, I think it's not really close to the heart. It's really quite unsettling. And I had a friend come round who read it, who was in the military, a lady who was a captain in the intelligence corps in the British Army. And it brought tears to her eyes. My uh, grandfather writing to his father, explaining how he got wounded in the Battle of the Somme and survived. And he was very lucky as he went over the top. He only went a few steps before he was hit by a bullet and they dragged him back into the trench. But um, um, so he wrote from just up the hill from where I live 
in, um, he's in hospital near to Richmond and he wrote writing to his father and he described exactly what happened. But he also wrote separately to his mother and that was, I'm, I'm in good spirits, everything's fine. <laughs> well, his father was a military guy and he explained exactly what had happened to the military guy and much more, much more clearly, shall we say. That's typical, isn't it? Mm. What would you say to people who are trying to build their own family archives? I guess get as much as you can in there because it, it's, um, and also the little things are often quite interesting. Um, my grandfather's request for more food when being kept held captive by the Germans, going to the Red Cross, things like that really are, they make, they're almost little scraps of paper, his pay book. He was uh, transferred from a South African regiment to an English um, regiment. And I guess because of the losses and his pay book where you can see the names with crosses next to him and pay stopping being drawn. You know, so it's the small things that really bring the present back to the, bring the past to the present. Yeah. Now, but actually that pay book is quite scary. Really, because he picked up a, a group of, a group of, he went from being a corporal to a major because obviously um, there were lots of, um, shall we say, uh, openings for promotion. But um, the, they have the job descriptions of these guys uh, who he took over from the borders of Cornwall and Devon and all very working class, you know, job descriptions, bank, you know, typical for the 1914 job descriptions. And then you have the crosses at a certain stage where they stopped drawing pay and obviously have been killed. Is there any um, material that you wish you knew more about that you wish had kind of had a name written on the back of the photograph of who it was? Oh, absolutely. I mean, some of the stuff is, and I should have gone through it when my mother was alive because she had a photographic memory for these things. But so some things are pretty much lost forever, but, uh, you know, the links or whatever, but you can, you can sort of work it out. Yeah, that's definitely what I found looking through old family photographs, you know, my, mm. my aunt or whoever just can't remember who's in the photograph. Because as you say, you kind of need to sit down and, and write it out, don't you? Yeah, and something can be quite funny. My grandfather married uh, a German Jew uh, after being a, world, uh, a war hero. And so being German wasn't great straight after the First World War and Jewish from the Anglo-Saxon family was also a problem. And the front part of the letter's lost, but the back two pages is still there. And he finishes off writing to his mother saying, and mother, I'm old enough and ugly enough to make decisions for myself. Got <laughs> <laughs> to keep a sense of humor, don't you? <laughs> yeah, it's quite funny. Obviously having a huge argument by mail in 1920 or so. <laughs> Those records get lost, though. I'm sure at some point everyone will want to read all our emails and text messages. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today, Richard. It's been cool. a pleasure hearing about the work you've put into making this accessible to the rest of your family. And you've clearly got a lot of family stories to tell. Yeah, really nice to talk to you. Well, thank you very much. And no doubt we'll chat at some stage. Keep up. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.